2: Well, everyone, I thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and my fantastic producer, who I would not want to do the show without, Adam Zaluf. Today's guest, singer, entertainer, actor, head coach of the legendary Raiders softball team and sports fan, Rick Mitchell, and Hall of Fame and championship baseball coach who likes cereal, Coach Nick Kaplack. What's happening, guys? How How you doing, Claude? Claude? Yeah, That's great. Enough with the small talk. All right, Nick, oh, before we get into uh, the show, before we get into the show, a couple uh, things. Uh, it was announced today that a uh, friend of the show and, and, of course, somebody who means a ton to me, Don Lalonde, was voted into the New York State Boxing Hall of Fame. Uh, that event will be May 1st. I'll be going to that, maybe even doing something uh, from that uh, event. Uh, but I wanted to congratulate Donnie. And also, uh, mid-December, I want to say the 15th or 16th, the, the Boxing Hall of Fame in Minnesota will be announcing their uh, inductees. And Vinny Paz is a potential uh, guy to get in finally this year. He should have been in already. Uh, hopefully, he does get in. And if he does, that event will take place in mid-June. And <clears throat> the, the guys from our show, the Boxing Authorities, Smoking and Jim and Luther Dupree, and I will be going to that event. And hopefully, we can catch, uh, we'll catch Vinny for sure. And hopefully we can catch some other uh, Hall of Fame boxers and do the show from there. But um, anyway, as I said, today's guests are Rick Mitchell and Nick Kaplack. But before we go on with the uh, sporting questions, Nick, you started up a new uh, facility. Talk about the facility. Congratulations on that and uh, the Gray's team.
3: Thanks, Claudio. Um, yes, we um, we uh, put together a a youth uh, travel program up here in Medina, Ohio, and. We are the Ohio Grays, um, paying uh, homage to the uh, Homestead Grays. Um, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh and heard stories about the Grays. As my grandfather played against them uh, around 50, 50 different times um, over a um, you know a span of of a decade, I would say. And then um, you know, we put together six teams. Uh, we have a, a 10 through uh, 15 is uh, what we have this year coming up. We have a facility with a couple of cages in it, a turf facility, um, technology, uh, wind reality, meeting rooms. And not only that, we um, also run the youth wrestling out of there. So we it turns into a wrestling room from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, where we have around 50 wrestlers that come in and out. Um, local wrestlers, and then um, we, um, you know, just an extension of the youth program here in the Northeast Ohio area, um, and I've uh, been coaching high school here for, you know, probably around 24, 25 years now, wow. so this has been uh, long, um, you know, long overdue to put something together where uh, we can have a nice family oriented place for, for athletes to train, get better, and just uh, have a relaxing atmosphere rather than all the, um, you know, stress and, and what's been happening to baseball. You know, you go into these facilities and it's all, um, you know, you know, we're laid back. It's a laid back place where, where kids can get better.
2: Well, congratulations to you. And I know that the kids out there are lucky to have uh, somebody of your caliber on the field and off, and I'm proud of you. And again, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very, very much. Welcome. Welcome. Okay, Rick. Let's start off with you. The latest news: It looks like that the Penguins are going to be sold to the Fenway Group, that owns the Boston Red Sox. I believe they own the yeah. Liverpool soccer team. Um, you're where, where I get all of my hockey information. Number <laughs> one, <laughs> and it's good information. Uh, it, it, number one. Is this a good thing? Uh, Is this a good thing for the for Pittsburgh Penguins and the fans of Pittsburgh?
0: Uh, Well, uh, it's potentially a good thing, sure. I mean, uh, they have a lot of resources at the Fenway Group. Um, There's a uh, they'll be able to um, expand the Penguins' horizon. uh, You know, bring a lot of uh, uh, much-needed capital in. Um, you know, really give them uh, a global shot in the arm as far as their, uh, you know, uh, well not outreach so much, but as, as far as their profile. Uh, so it's potentially a good thing. Now he, Lemieux is said to going; he's going to retain some of his ownership stake, a minority share. Um, they don't know about uh, Burkel yet. Uh, Ron Burkle, the other principal owner of the Penguins, as we speak. And but the management team is supposed to stay in in, in place. Uh, Morehouse is supposed to be there, the general manager, uh, all those guys. Um, so I don't think much is going to change on the ice. Uh, well, I hope some stuff changes on the ice. A three-game losing streak doesn't, doesn't bode real well. But um, but I I don't think a whole lot's going to change as far as how the team is run and 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 things like that. I think it's still going to be run the same way, and Lemieux will still seemingly have a, uh, uh, have a, have a word or two to say about that. Uh, like I said, he'll retain ownership and, you know, he'll be the guy, he'll be the local guy, you know, but you know, he may not be uh, the overall owner anymore. should this happen, but you know, I, I think there's, there's still going to respect that he um, he and Virgil have run the team uh, have owned the team for over 20 years. So, you know, it's, it's tough to say what kind of impact this kind of conglomerate is going to have, but I think it could be a, a positive thing, especially when you're staring Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang leaving soon, you know, probably all three retiring within the next three to five years uh, and maybe sooner. So the the team itself is going to look completely different um, when those guys retire. So, Um, you know, it it has the potential to be a good thing, but we shall see. I mean, I I, I can't imagine how the city of Pittsburgh is going to respond to having LeBron James as one of their minority owners. Right. But we'll we'll see what happens.
2: Well, my question to you is this. With an outside group that appears to be, and I talk about the analytics and the business model and business, 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 which obviously all sports, everything, life is a business. I get that. And I respect that, but I don't think. I, let me ask you this: You had mentioned, you know, that the older guys are starting to get older, and if things aren't great attendance-wise, let's say down the road—I don't know where that road is—do you think that these guys would sell or move or, or or get out of here? Do you think there's a chance of them leaving Pittsburgh? Is my question.
0: I think there's always that possibility. I think the only reason the Penguins are still here is because of Mario Lemieux and his group right. with Ron Burkle. I think uh, they, they were they were headed to Kansas City. I mean, before the casino, uh, all the casino stuff happened and all the uh, uh, the revenue poured in, they, they found that different stream of revenue and were able to say, okay, with this stream of revenue, we can stay. Um, but, you know, Lemieux has owned the, Like I said, he's owned the, the Penguins for, for over 20 years. And he um, mission accomplished for him. He's won three cups in that time, um, and I think he did what he said he wanted to do: keep the Penguins in Pittsburgh and be always and be a contender. In which they, they, you know, they they've been a playoff team sure. for for ten plus years, which is you know almost unheard of these days in sports because of free agency and and, and the high turnover. Um, so I think maybe. He was thinking, okay, you know, I've I've done my bit, so let's look. This isn't the first time the Penguins have entertained offers since when right. you and Burkle right. have been owners. This is this is, I think, the third or fourth different offer that they've entertained uh, since that since they took over. So it's possible that if uh, if attendance does dip, or if um, you know they they these new owners get a whim. Sure, you know I, they they have the 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 lease with the arena and things like that. I'm, I can't remember exactly how long that lease is for, but you know they're locked into it for a little while. But then there's always legal wrangling; they can always get out of that. Um, the other teams have done it, so. But I think if Lemieux is still one of the minority owners, they probably, you know, are going to want to say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's <laughs> let's not try to move this team so quickly." You know, we have one of the greatest ambassadors of the sport. As one of the minority owners here, let's try to keep them here. But anything can happen. That is always the fear when you bring an outside group in like that.
2: Uh, me personally, I I'm not crazy about it. I, I hope that yeah. I hope that they just say, you know what, we're going to pour money into the team and uh, and just be hands so off. Be hands well, hands off is. <laughs> Just build, you know, the coach, coach, the GM, GMs, the president, presidents, you know what I mean? Um, right. And, and just right. get the right pieces and make this a contender year after year instead of, uh, you know, 10, 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 years from now moving the team. I, I would hate that. I, I just always worry when a new ownership comes in. But um, Absolutely.
0: And you're you know. right to do that. And especially with an international kind of conglomerate like this, you're yeah, right, you, That's you're what I right mean. to be worried.
2: They don't care about Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, they they don't right. they're not worried about Pittsburgh. Like leaving. I said, I'm
0: hoping Lemieux is the buffer against that.
2: Right, right.
0: Yeah. you,
3: know? okay. well, you hey, uh, Rick, real quick, the, the lease I believe is going to 2040. I mean, that's a lot of years on a lease that you're stuck in. You know, right. even if you yep. mess around with the the legal stuff, um, you know, you're there till 2040, and right. y- you have a good fan base. Like you'd be oh. crazy to move the team. I mean, you you've got. You've got a uh, a fan base that's been there forever, and like you. You've been there forever, Rick. I mean, I'm not, not You know, not saying, but you've been a fan since, what, your little oh, I'm
0: old. Yeah, I'm old.
3: Be- before the yeah, goalies right. wore I, I... face
2: masks.
0: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, there I, were bridges I've been a fan in Pittsburgh. Since...
3: They had to take the, the ferries across. Still, There's still three <laughs> ferries in Pittsburgh. <laughs>
2: you know what my worry is, though, Nick and Rick, and that is, yeah. again, that the young buck – with the crew cut, the sunglasses on the visor, if you wear sunglasses. You know what I'm talking about, Nick. The, yeah. the hotshot college kid who everything's analytics, cold fish, doesn't give a damn about anything other than the bottom line, which I'm all for the bottom line, but I think you can make a hell of a bottom line here in Pittsburgh. But that's the type well, of that,
3: person
4: I always worry about.
3: That Fenway group has so many people in it. I mean, LeBron James is a part, would be a part owner of the Pens. Um, so, right. you, you know, that has such a, a big group of people that it would be. And then, um, you know, bottom line also is, I, I guess there's a, you know, I was reading there's a, a, a lot across where the old arena was that they're, this new group would be talking about developing.
2: Right. And they're going to turn it into big a, deal. Exactly. And that's one of the big pieces of the puzzle. And, and I think that, that if they do that, um, you know, that's going to make the franchise even more valuable. Hey, Rick, do you remember that when we were kids, what did they used to do? They used to complain about where 3 year stadium used to be, right? Always complained about it. Now, look, two stadiums are there, and all those restaurants and stops are there, but uh, that always uh, humors me. But yeah, like I said, I I would hate like Hell for them to... I mean, nobody's talking about that. I'm just bringing it up because new ownership, again, uh, the the, the type, the cold-type people that really don't have an attachment here in Pittsburgh, I just thought it was worth uh, bringing up.
0: well, let's be fair though. Remember the Lemieux group was threatening to move the team until they got the casino funding. They were threatening to move the team 20 years yeah. ago. So let, let's be fair but do you about think that. that. However, do you think It
2: was, it was uh, not fake. What's, uh, what's the word?
0: I, I think, it, use was, them I as think leverage it was. Or? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think Lemieux wanted to stay here. And he has said that he said, you know, our, our goal was to keep the Penguins in Pittsburgh, and he's done that. And they they won three cups under his what three more cups under his watch as three cups as an owner. So yeah, I, I think that um, I, I I think the the bottom line for him Hello. going to be one of the uh, codicils for him to say, okay, we'll sell, but you can't sell the, you, you can't move this team or, you, you know, like Nick said, it's, it, it's a great point. You've got a lease until 2040. That's 20 years, 19 years. You've got a lease here and you, you know, so one of my, you know, seemingly you would say one of my, uh, requests or one of my demands or one of my conditions is to keep the team here. So you're right, but you're right, Claude. It's 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 very scary when you've got a group, a new group coming in, especially an international group.
2: Right. Well, like I said, I'm <clears throat> just thinking the worst. Hopefully, like I said, they, they they pour the money into it and just improve things and make them a, a big time a winner and um, excited for that part of it. So Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Steelers, uh, maybe the Pirates and some professional – well, some boxing with Nick. But uh, we're right back on the Claudio Rosano Show.
5: It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for.
2: Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, um, Steelers, Uh, they didn't lose Sunday against Detroit but in a sense, they did. They, they tied an 0-8 team. They, they looked bad. On Twitter, they had some, sh- uh, some shots of uh, uh, Devin Bush attempt to tackle. Um, it, it just didn't look good. It was bad. The play calling was bad. Um, you know, the, the obvious thing, they can blame Rudolph, but it wasn't just him, uh, although he did miss some open receivers. But Nick, your thoughts on the Steelers against Detroit and down the road.
3: Well, the Steelers against Detroit, I felt like they all, you know, making um, Fitzpatrick just came out, you know, he had COVID. Um, I felt like it was a team that was unprepared. I felt like a team, it was a team that didn't tackle well. I feel like it was a team that in the first half, you give up 30 yards passing or something like that, and you still can't stop the run. I mean, you can't put, uh, you know, they did it in the second half. They brought more guys, put them in the box, and attacked the run. But they couldn't stop the run. You, given up, you gave up more yards um, to the Lions than anybody has in a decade, and you were getting pushed off the ball. If you saw that push at the beginning um, of the game for, for, that went on for two quarters, you were getting a yard push, and, and De- Detroit was able to do whatever they wanted on the ground, which led to um, you know just a bad sequence. Um, and when teams run on the Steelers, it kind of takes Watt out of the game. He's not a, he is the best defensive player in the league because people pass. He's the best pass rusher in the league. Um, I don't find him to be a great run, uh, a great run stopper unless he's coming from backside. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that went on in that game that just weren't, weren't great. Not to mention, you know, we don't want to blame Rudolph, but he doesn't have quite have the arm that. The, no, it seemed the, like he floated old, some
2: of those balls in.
3: Yes. And old and tired Roethlisberger seems to have a better arm yeah, yep. than Mason Rudolph. And so Mason Rudolph's not anywhere near a long-term um, type of, of solution. And they never stretched the field. They never threw deep. They really never stretched the field. And, and that was a game where just just throw it, stretch the field a little bit, try to draw try to draw a pass interference penalty – or try to make those guys a little bit, um, you know, it, it just opens things up and it's something that they just failed to do. I thought the play calling was, was subpar. If um, that, and it was, if that, well, and it was the typical thing. And I hate to say this, but the Steelers play really good against great teams. You go to play Buffalo, you get ready all year. Buffalo's favored heavily, you know, Steelers go in and, 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 and smack them. Um, but when they go up against a subpar team, and I don't care if your quarterback's out or not out. You go up against a subpar team, it looked like lack of preparation, almost like you mailed it in all week. Hey, we're playing an a a zero win team. Let's just uh, yeah, we're good. Hey, get get your reps in. Do it. no, and that that happens to Tomlin more often than not. Yeah, and I I take that I'm Mike like, Tomlin. You know the Steelers. If you stop right now. And you, and you said he, these teams make the playoffs. The Steelers, I think, would be fifth. They would make it as a wild card. But with that win, they they're, you know, have a really good shot of winning the division. It's going to come down to one game, and that's going to be the game. You didn't prepare for it. You were sloppy in your preparation, and that's what happens. That's great. Go ahead and beat the best team in the league. Prepare all week. Go you know, put all the hours in. Beat the best team in the league. It still counts as a win. Just as much as it would be, you know, exactly. beating a team that has zero wins. You got to put the work in, Mike, and you don't. You ha- you just don't do it when and it's just over and over and over again.
2: You know what though? I, I've I've said this numerous times. I've lost more sleep over. I always lose sleep before a game, but I've lost more sleep, believe it or not, over a team that we're supposed to pound than against a good team. And I always tell my guys, I don't give a damn who we're playing, what the record is, doesn't matter. If we're up 10, let's score 11. If we're down 10, let's score 11. Don't worry about the opponent. Play and play hard. And I always use that phrase, turn it up. today." And I'm always on their ass, constantly trying to squeeze as much energy and emotion and passion out of them. I, I never worry about who we're playing. I, I just don't. And I know John Wooden never used to watch game film of the opposing team. He worried about his team. And you're, you're right. A thousand percent, Nick, Rick, your thoughts on the Steelers against Detroit. And as Nick mentioned, the coaching staff.
0: Well, I agree with, with everything Nick said. And, and just to expand on some of that um, for the people saying Roethlisberger's washed up, Roethlisberger's done, he can't leave this team anymore. I think you had, you got a, you, you got a prime example on Sunday of uh, uh, he ain't that quite washed up. That's right. <laughs> uh, he, you know he's uh, he, he he's able to to manage a game to control a game. I don't I, I don't think Rudolph is the long term answer. I, I you you saw him against a team that he should have been able to pick apart. Now he's been in this system for a long time. Now there's a new offensive coordinator. I get that, but he's he's been in this system a long time. He understands how to do things the quote unquote stealer way. He just did not play as well as he possibly could have on Sunday. The play calling I thought was atrocious. I, I, why are you – why do we have over 40 passes in this game? When you when, – when Detroit's one of the worst run teams, um, they, they, they they don't run well. And the Steelers, supposedly, are one of the best defenses in the league. Well, you know, and and we're – it, it just it, it it amazes me that the Steelers couldn't stop anybody, but they also couldn't run against this team. How how do you not run against one of the worst run defenses in the league? You know, you've got a stud rookie running back who, if the offensive line was a little better, he would be leading the league in rushing. Right. right. I mean, he, Najee Harris is that good. Um, it, it it all and it all comes down to, as Nick said, it all comes down to coaching. It comes down to pr- preparation. Why aren't these guys prepared? Why do we have these what they call Tomlin games where they are expected to beat these teams and they don't? And then they beat a, they, they beat a quality team like Buffalo in week one. I, th- did they do that with mir- smoke and mirrors? I mean, it, it's amazing to me that this same team beat Buffalo and right. they couldn't beat Detroit. I, 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 it, it's, it boggles my mind. It's so frustrating as a fan to watch this and think to yourself, I'm not a professional football coach, but some of these play calls, I would never have made these play calls. You know, when you, when you can, when you can uh, uh, dominate in the running game, why are we not running more? Why are we throwing? It wasn't like the game was out of reach, you know, or, or it wasn't like Detroit was up, you know, three touchdowns. I mean, this game was close the entire way. Why are we not really establishing the run game? I don't understand it. You got to ride that kid to the playoffs because I think that's the way you're going to do it. Uh, and now, to be fair, Chase Claypool was out and Juju Smith Schuster is out for the year. So, the, the, you know, the, Rudolph didn't have all of his weapons, but goodness gracious. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I, and, and some of it, he skipped the one pass to, uh, to Ray Ray McLeod, who was near the end zone. <laughs> he was I, in I the end
2: zone, yeah.
0: He was in the end zone. So, I don't, I, I don't, uh, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I totally agree with Nick. I really think it comes down to preparation. And I think that's where the Steelers really were lacking on Sunday.
2: I, I just don't get it, though. This has happened so many times. You would think they would say, and I've made, I'll never forget, Nick and, and Rick, my first year as a head coach, uh, I was 23. It was at Quaker Valley, and we were playing Northgate. We were winning 7 nothing, And in the fifth inning, I believe it was. Uh, I emptied the benches. I I just put everybody in. Uh, and Vin- Nick's brother, Vinny, was on that team. Uh, but, but anyway, I, I put this guy in, I put that guy in, and just to get everybody playing time. We ended up winning seven to six. Now, I, I still coach at that field with my team at Carnegie Mellon. That's one of our home fields. And I still remember the exact spot that I said to myself when we, we eked out a win. I said, I'll never do that again. And I learned from it. You would think that... Tomlin or Canada or whoever, they would learn from their mistakes. But they, it seems like they keep repeating it. Uh, the play calling was bad. And, you know, I again, I, I just uh, – I, I don't get it. I mean, they're not a great team, but when you don't have your – stud, and I'm with you, Rick, you know, Roethlisberger, he might not be the Roethlisberger of old, but I'd rather have him than anybody else, to be honest with you, on that roster and a lot of other rosters. And you have a stud who uh, – Nick, you might not remember Rick. I know you do. He just reminds me of Lawrence McCutcheon, a guy who could run, run hard
1: oh yeah,
2: and yeah. catch the ball yeah. in the backfield, but not just for, you know, five yards. He could break one. Lawrence McCutcheon played for the L.A. Rams and Chuck Knox right. from 73 to 77. But um, I just I, I just don't like uh, where they're headed. Nick, do you have any closing thoughts on the Steelers?
3: Yeah. They're just hard to watch sometimes, you know, and you just don't know what you're going to get. And and I, I got three boys that are, they're that Steeler fans. We sit here, we get all amped up for the game. And I love that. I love the fact that they're growing up in Cleveland and they love Pittsburgh just because that's, that's how we raised them. They're they're <laughs> raised right. So I'm not going to dog my Steelers. but, um, but you know, on the other end, you know, we all go to school. It's either depression or total depression. If the Browns win, and the Steelers lose, we all got to go to work and school. It total depressed mode. Now, last <laughs> it was weird because the Browns got destroyed this week, and the Steelers tied, and it was still depressed mode because we knew how bad the, the Steelers played. I don't know how many texts I got during the game that, of people saying, "What am I watching?" I mean, that's how that's how bad the game was. What am I watching? What is this? Because it just it just wasn't and. To your point, Claudio, you said you know about your teams, about you don't you know you don't want anybody to know what the score is. They got to play hard all the time. When the the, Steel, the Steelers decided to stop the run and start playing hard, it was noticeable. It was like oh, oh, oh no, we're we're down. Let's play harder now. And it was just very noticeable, and really really bizarre. And the one thing I do want to throw out though is the NFL's got to do something. These you know, you've got a game in overtime. And somebody bumps their head on the quarterback's shin, that can't that can't make a difference in the game. Right. You know, you're, you're flipping the field. You're getting a 15-yard penalty. It could be, you know, you could be fourth down and punting, or it's a 15-yard penalty because you fell down and your head hit the quarterback's shin. That's getting crazy.
2: Yeah. You know, you yeah.
3: you can't have game-changing plays like that.
2: Yep, I'm with you. Well, we're going to take another break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pirates, a little bit about boxing. And we'll be right back with uh, Nick Kaplack and Rick Mitchell.
5: It's so nice to be outside this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for
2: Would you like to join a community service oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a memorial golf outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, guys, uh, before we go on, I forgot to mention um, – don't forget to watch our show, The Boxing Authorities, in my opinion, Boxing's Best TV Show with Smoking Jim Frazier and Luther Dupree. You can watch it on live.vivetv.network. That's live.vivetv.network. It's in t- entertaining, informative, and, and it's just a great show. And, again, I'm, I'm grateful to have Luther and Jim uh, right next to me. And don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that book on my website, John Melvin JohnMelvinPublishing.com, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble.com, and the Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township. And you can get it at Nick's facility, too, in Medina, Ohio. Thank you, Nick. Um, and up, upcoming uh, guess one of them will be Rudy Rudiger. Uh, we'll nail him down pretty soon. I'll give you a heads up on that. But um, Rick and Nick, your thoughts on the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates? Are they going to be the same as the 2021 Pirates, Rick? I think they might be a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I-
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm not seeing. I, I and, and I, I, I hate to say every time you know we talk about the pirates on this show, I keep saying I've been a pirate fan since I was five years old. I love baseball. I hate what has become of this team. Um, it's you know it's great that Stallings won a Gold Glove. It's great that a couple of the guys were up for a couple other guys were up for Gold Gloves and Silver Sluggers, but when you don't have Decent starting pitching when you don't have a bullpen, uh, when you don't have guys that can that can consistently hit the ball out of the ballpark. Don't
2: have a good coaching uh, staff.
0: You, you, when you have when you have a, a very mediocre coaching staff, you know I, I don't get what the point is, what the nuttings <laughs> are trying to prove. I don't get it. I, I don't understand what they're trying to do, except you know make money for a new ski lift at Seven Springs. I mean, I I don't I don't understand. What their mindset is? There's no improvement on the field. There's none. And you talk about attendance. You know, the Penguin attendance was affected by COVID, um, and that was it. The they, they, they had years of sellouts. For, I think, fourteen years of, of of sellouts for the Penguins. The Pirates they they don't even they don't even sell out on opening day anymore, which used to be a guaranteed sellout in the '80s when they were terrible. That was a guaranteed sellout. So they, they don't they don't fill every seat during the home opener I, like I said I I, just, I don't see the pirates having any success in the near future unless the nuttings are out of the picture unless they sell it to an, a group that's willing to spend money and I hate to bring it all down to money but I just I don't get it I don't they, they they've never come out and say this is what we're doing this is why we're doing this the way we're doing it They've never come out and said that, and to me, it's 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 all about. Um, they, they took the revenue money and and they pocketed it. Basically, there was an investigation about it. Major League Baseball had an investigation, and it's centered on the Pirates about teams doing just that, taking the uh, the revenue that they're the you know the extra revenue money that they're getting and 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 not spending it on the field. You know, it's great that they're doing. Uh, things in my, the minor leagues it's great. They're doing things in Puerto Rico, and I really mean that. That's great that they're doing that, but it's not trickling down and <laughs> trickling up to the to the major league club. And so I, I I can't imagine the Pirates winning one more game than they did this year. In fact, they might go backwards. So I you know just just based on what I'm seeing, unless they make a couple of moves for some superstars in the, in the next couple of months. Uh, you know, nobody can tell me that this team is going to improve. Nick. Jeez. You know, Rick, you're, you're, you're,
3: <laughs> I hate to say you're right, but you know, you are. And the problem is if you didn't have internet, if this was the eighties or nineties and you didn't have internet, you couldn't follow this team. So I have one of yeah. one of my sons, He follows the pirates and he knows every deal that's made because he has a little thing that shows up on his phone and says, Hey dad, they just got, you know, and he'll tell me a name I never heard of. Um, And so (laughs) he falls, but if you didn't have that, you couldn't keep up with it because there's nobody left. You know, we traded everybody away, got rid of everybody to try to rebuild this team. So what does that come down to? So you got to ask yourself, what does that come down to? Well, you got Brian Reynolds. If you keep Brian Reynolds, you could still sell some shirts, right? You have a, you have an all-star center fielder. You could sell some shirts. Um, and I think the other guy that's going to be that, that's, you know, going to find his way into being a star will be David Bednar. Um, who's a local, um, town favorite going to Mars high school and staying in the area and having a very good breakout season. Um, you know, had like a, a 2.2 ERA, um, coming out of the pen and now, you have two guys there that might sell you some shirts. But then after that, you know, if you're looking at like Brault and Peters and and Wilson and, you know, you're still looking at mediocre at best um, pitching. And then you're looking at some of these prospects that, you know, Pagora and and, uh, Thomas Bolton, Swaggerty. They're just guys that it sounds like a, um, I hate to say this, hate to be negative, but, Sounds like one of the old video games on Nintendo where they just made up the names and then I, I threw them on there and you had a lineup and you're like, Oh man, I got swaggerty in there today and I got like just the names and faces changed. It's just very hard to you know, follow year in and year out and say I mean you were able to like at least at the beginning of last year and year before you knew something. Now we're we're starting it again. We're starting it all over again from the beginning. Yep. And it's just hard, and and it would be really hard to be um, – I feel like anybody that goes on the Pirates, it's like a first – even if you're good, it's like being the first-round draft pick. You're a college stud in football. You're you're an absolute stud, and they're like, all right, you know, you you're going to be the first pick overall, and you go to the last-place team. Well, if you're any good in the Pirate organization and you make it up, you know, you, you don't really have a chance. I think with the young guys, though and this – I'll disagree with Rick just a hair – with the young guys in the rebuilding, you get some, You get that energy at the beginning. So you're going to come in with the energy, and um, you're going to be able to do just a little bit. And by all-star break, I'm going to say 500 at the all-star break, maybe a game or two above 500. And then you're going to see the biggest collapse. You're going to see a landslide right into the Ohio River um, of, of a team. Because that energy can only last. Baseball. If you've been around baseball, you've coached it as long as, Liz, as as I have, or Claudio, or or if you even coached one day of the Raiders, you would know what kind of a grind it is. Okay. And the, yeah, the especially the Raiders. In, the Raiders. I mean, Rick after one game of the Raiders, he had <laughs> knee braces on, he had gray hair. There was all kinds of stuff going. But anyway, we'll get back to the Raiders. The great one of the greatest teams that's ever been in the Pittsburgh area, very under underrated. Very, but the um, very, <laughs> but the landslide that's coming after the All Star break. It will be epic. Everybody will be excited. It'll force me to buy the ticket again. I'll be like, oh man, they won, they won seven out of their first eleven. You know what? I'm going to buy the ticket. I'll get it. I'll pay for it, and then I won't want to watch it after you know July 10th. Um, so <laughs> that is the typical thing, but that energy goes a long way with young guys, especially when you don't have as much um, data on them, you know, where to shift them, where to pitch them and that kind of thing. But by the second half of the season, the Pirates will be absolutely awful, but the first half looks good. And, 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 you know, before the trade deadline, look for, look for, you know, the two or three main guys to be gone and you go all the way down your,
2: You know, I I, I see what you're saying. You said you agree. You disagree with Rick a hair. I disagree with you like 10 hairs. I don't think if they do, if they do, if they are competitive anytime during the season, in my opinion, it's due to the lack of it's due to the mediocrity of the game. Mediocre teams that that's if they're in second place and people are saying, oh, man, they're good. That's like saying I'm the tallest one in my family. Okay, it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's not good baseball they're not, I've never seen more players on a roster than I did in 2021. I expect the same thing in 2022 Reynolds. If, if people knew how to pitch him, uh, I I don't see him doing all that well, but that's another story. I'm just not excited about the team at all or any of the players or the coaching staff. It's hard to watch. Uh, I I hope they do well for the fans sake, because the fans are passionate about the team. They believe in the team, uh, they are very optimistic about the team. The Pirates could trade all six starters for three rookies, and the, and the fans, oh man, that, that's a good trade, which is good. I, I appreciate the optimism, and that's good. But again, you have to look at it from where Rick and I, and you, and you two, but especially Rick and I, from the seven, from seventy to eighty-three. Okay, somebody. Well, especially from 70 to 79 or 80, 70 to 80, some baseball experts predicted the Pirates to win the World Series from 70 huh. to 83. Some experts predicted them to either win the World Series or make the playoffs. OK, so we were lucky to have studs men playing the game with personality and who could play. Uh, I don't see that anymore. It's hard to watch uh, the, the things that they're teaching isn't. Isn't my cup of tea I don't expect them to do I, Like Rick said uh, You know they're going to do about The same as they did this year they may win Two games and so it was an improvement eh, uh, I, I don't see it But if they do compete at all In my opinion it's because like Cincinnati Is going to not going to be good this year There's going to be a lot of teams that are going to So called uh, Rebuild and all that kind of stuff but I just don't See it um, But uh Anyway, on the final word, the Eric Jackson, Laurie, final. Rick, did you have something to say about that, real quick? You can end. Well, on that. Well, uh,
0: just one thing to add to that, and uh, you know, and Nick is right. I mean, it's it's when you have young team, a young team, or or um, you know, you, you call up a, a bunch of guys from the minors. Yes, the excitement could be there, and 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 they could they they they're too dumb to to know that they shouldn't be winning at this level. So they're 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 just going to go out and play their uh, play their hardest, and 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 yes, and it could generate some excitement, all that stuff. The problem is, I don't see, like Nick said, I don't see that 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 being sustained at all. Um, when 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 I get called a cranky old man for talking about all the good old days of the Pirates, people, young people, don't understand that it, from 1970 to 1979, the Pirates won six divisions, two World Championships. They finished they finished as low as third once in that decade. They were second and first the rest of the decade. So I grew up with one of the, if not the best team in baseball for a decade. Now there's some lean, you know, some lean times when we were in high school. Um, you know, the 80s, you know, weren't, weren't great. And then they had the drug trials and things like that. But when we look back on what this team could be in this city, it's not that, oh, you know, the, the, you can't get a team to win in this, a baseball team to win in this city. No, if you put a good product on the field, people will come. The, the, the blackout playoff game, the blackout playoff game is proof of that. This team, they, they, that was a frenzy. My brother tells me he was there, and he tells me it, it, it was it was a crazy atmosphere, like, like we hadn't seen in decades in this city. And so it's possible to do it. But they've got to spend some money, and I just don't think they're willing to spend money, and that is depressing, and it's 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 very negative. Like Nick said, you don't want to be negative, but that's the reality. So, but Rick, they could have, something... the year the two. I went to both those games, the last two
3: playoff games, and yeah, the Pirates refused to spend any money in those runs. You you Agreed. were making a run, and you and you had a good team. You could have just got one or two veterans to sit on the bench. And just show these guys the way, anything like that. And they didn't spend a freaking dollar.
0: 2015 was, was an embarrassment. They, they were maybe one or two players away from, from jumping to the next level in the playoffs, maybe winning, actually winning a series or two in the playoffs. But the nutting said, no, they, they stood that. And I just, I don't get that.
2: Well, like I said, I I don't see anything uh, improving. Um, as far as the young players coming in and giving them a, a, a jolt. Bum Phillips <clears throat> said, you know, when you, you don't motivating a team only lasts until somebody knocks the hell out of them. As soon as they go 0 for four, you know, 0 for nine and whatever, and they start losing four or five, six, eight, nine in a row that, that, that uh, excitement goes, but you have to have the yeah. horses who want to play uh, and, and yeah. have talent. I, I just don't just, I just don't see it. But, On that note, the uh, Eric Jackson-Lurie final word brought to you by criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Rick and Nick, first, final word. Do the Penguins make the playoffs, Rick? Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I think they have too much talent not to, even though there's some younger guys. I think they do, yes.
2: Nick, do the Penguins make the playoffs? Yes,
0: I'm just going to go with what Rick says because he knows more than me. <laughs>
2: Nick, do the Steelers make the playoffs?
3: Uh, um, if they do, it's because of division tanks, and, you know, they could sneak in. If Roethlisberger doesn't come back, yes. I'm going to say yes, the Steelers squeak into the playoffs, and it's going to be very, very difficult, but it's going to be that, that combination at the end of the year where, um, you know, a bus needs to crash, a team needs to tie, and two teams <laughs> need to lose, and they're in. So,
0: yes, Rick. I was Nick used the word I was going to use. I think they
2: squeak in. Yes, I don't think they'll get in. I think the Pens will get in. I don't think the Steers will get in. Well, all right. Well, Rick and Nick, always great to talk to you guys. Appreciate you both. Um, and uh, wish you got wish the, the audience a uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, the Quaker Valley Rotary. And uh, don't forget about my book, uh, Lead from the Heart Up, Not to Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. Get it on my website. Um, what else? What else? Rudy, don't forget, uh, as soon as I know for sure when Rudy Rudiger will be on the show, I'll let you know. Subscribe to the channel, to the to the show. Uh, Again, wishing all of you a happy Thanksgiving. And as always, thank you, Rick and Adam Zalouf. And thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
5: this time of year to enjoy boating, fishing, gardening, and golf. How about swimming and playing in the park, Parker? Yes, Hudson. Unless you're experiencing sneezing, headaches, nasal congestion, itchy, watery eyes, and hives, it's allergy season. Can Grandpa help people feel better? Yes, Hudson. At the Roscoe Allergy Center in Dubois, folks can get relief so they can enjoy their summer. Call Grandpa today at 814-375-0455. Modern solutions with the allergy care you've been looking for. Hatch gotcha.
2: Would you like to join a community service oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the Annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298.